What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of This Beautiful Life. I'm your host, Emily Stroya. And, um, man, I have some real shit to talk about today. (laughs) And, um, wow. So let's just dive into it. Um, If this is your first time listening to me, I am a mother, intuitive teacher, author, and writer, and I'm passionate about mental health, healing from trauma, reinventing motherhood, um, and helping other people heal. So here we are. Um, So this episode is going to be a little bit of an inside look to something that I've been working on. Uh, for those of you who are listening, maybe you'll relate to to what that is. Um, so the other day, I had my first therapy appointment, nine weeks postpartum. So I have been in therapy pretty much my, all my life since I can remember. And um, And so I took some time off from therapy when I had my son. And now I'm back in the game. And um, I told my therapist that, as we were kind of just catching up, I told her one of the things about motherhood that I find myself reflecting on is what life was like for my mother having me, right? I wonder, you know, what what life was like for her. And... Uh, kind of reflecting on my childhood, reflecting on the relationship with my father and the abuse that I experienced with him. Um, And it's tough, you know? It's like a double-edged sword. Um, And why is that? Well, because uh, recently I found out that my father was sick. Um, And so... My initial gut emotional reaction was sadness. And then after the sadness was just confusion. I heard, you know, like this protective, angry voice in my head saying, well, why are you feeling sad for him? Like, you know, remember all the horrible things that he did to you, right? And so I realized that like anger has been my weapon to numb myself when it comes to my father initially right away it's just like a gut like knee-jerk reaction now it's like my knee-jerk coping mechanism is that anger is my weapon to avoid feeling anything else for this human being and now you know being a mom I look at it and I'm like man I I feel stuck Like, I can't carry on in this way of being because it's comfortable, because it's safe, emotionally safe. In reality, it's not. It's really like getting in the way of me just being free from what's really holding me back. So I journaled about it, and um, my therapist had asked me to journal about it. So I wanted to share with you guys um, one of the things that comes up a lot 
with my therapy regarding my father is this story that has been ingrained in me since I was a kid, which is you never turn your back on your family. And so she asked me to journal about what it meant to turn your back on your family. Because I think that there is um, some guilt and some shame that I carry because I, I'm not, you know, in engaged with, I'm not in a relationship with him. And um, I, I moved out when I was 16. Granted, it wasn't like I just walked out. Um, there was a whole legal process involved and my parents surrendering rights to me and handing them over to another family. So you can see how this kind of like scarring has been embedded in my head. It's been a, such a traumatic experience that then this is the th these are the things that I were, was told as a kid. It was like, um, you know, that, that me turning my back on my family was choosing another family or, and all of these things, which in reality is not true. So this is the journal entry that I shared in my, in my book. And I wanted to, to share some of it with you because maybe, you know, you're at a place in your life where anger is keeping you safe from, from feeling love, feeling compassion, feeling forgiveness for another human who may have really scarred you in some way. And so for me, when, when I hear that phrase, you never turn your back on your family instantly my first thought is abandonment and then the second is being outcasted then uh, then it's shame and guilt and the sense of I left I left them I left without saying goodbye I chose other people over them I chose my friends I chose my str chose strangers um, that it's my fault and silence and so that's what it's it's been like for me to carry this burden of feeling as if I've, I've shamed them, in a sense. You know, I've shamed myself. Um, and I feel like I've held on to anger because it's safe. It's safer than admitting that I love my father. It's safer than admitting I care. It's safer than feeling compassion or sadness for him. I think it's safer because I have some fond memories of my father. And so if I feel all of these things, then I am vulnerable. And being vulnerable with my father particularly can, can be, can equal being manipulated can equal being hurt or shamed or guilted or vulnerable to grief and vulnerable to making excuses for him or for myself, blaming myself for what happened. And so if I choose to only feel anger, then it's a, basically a security blanket that I can hide under. And if I felt vulnerability, then I fear I will lose control, I'll lose myself, I'll lose my power. And so I've realized that anger has been a weapon to preventing me from feeling, to admitting, and to ultimately vulnerability. And so here we are. So I'm coming out and sharing with you vulnerably 
the relationship here that I'm sorting through subconsciously and hopefully coming to a breakthrough soon because I really like a breakthrough with this relationship in my life. I don't want to feel stuck in the trauma and I don't want to feel stuck in, in resisting my nature. And I feel that my nature is to feel compassion for another human. That's one of my core values. And, and, and so to deny myself that with this relationship with my father is, is making me suffer. <sighs> so um, if you're listening which I'm sure you are, <laughs> um, I guess if there's anything to take away, it's allowing yourself to feel beyond what is the go-to feeling, right? That go-to feeling that keeps us safe from feeling all the other parts of ourselves that make us alive and make us human, make us vulnerable. And so... Maybe it's resentment, maybe it's anger, maybe it's rage, but it may only be just a weapon to avoid or to numb some other wonderful feeling that you do have inside of you, and I know that that's really hard, um, and so that's it. That's all I wanted to share with you today. Um, thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about me, go to emilystroya.com. I'm also going to be coming out with a new course on telling your story where I share my process in writing my last book called Into the Light, which is a poetic memoir of my story of healing from trauma. And um, I'm really excited about this course. It feels really aligned with part of my, my mission here on earth. And, um, and if you want to study courses on spiritual health or meditation, um, gain tools to develop your intuition and also connect to your ancestors or channel wisdom intuitively to help you navigate life easier and with more confidence, check out my online school called Intuitive Soul Academy. That's www.intuitivesoulacademy.com. Com. I'm also in the process of rebranding myself, so the name of this podcast may change um, as I grow more into the version of myself that I so deeply want to be and desire and see myself as. This just was naturally going to happen. So be on the lookout possibly for a complete rebrand, revamping of myself, possibly even the name of the podcast. So don't forget to hit subscribe on iTunes or wherever you're listening and keep in touch with me. Find me on Instagram. Emily Stroya is my Instagram handle and I will talk to you soon.